Welcome to the Bullish Drive Podcast, where we explore the realms of faith, mental performance, and personal testimonies through conversations with high-level performers. Join us as we extract valuable insights from their experiences to supercharge your pursuit of peak performance. This is the Bullish Drive Podcast. Hello there, fam. Welcome back to the Bullish Drive Podcast. And it's hard to believe, but we're already past the halfway point of this season. And we have some amazing interviews lined up. And as you know, we're all about diving deep into topics like mental performance, mental health, faith, and the world of high-level performers. And today, we have a very special guest who's seen it all. And our guest today is a friend of mine, someone I had the good fortune of crossing paths with during different stages of our careers. He now operates a truly unique gym model that exposes him to various trainers, athletes, and diverse training methods, all while managing the immense pressures of high-level performers. As I continue to engage in conversations and collaborate with a wide array of athletes, musicians, and high-level performers through our agency, one thing has become increasingly clear, the need to address the stigma surrounding mental health. Mental health is just as crucial as physical health, with the only distinction being the source of the issue. The reason mental health often goes unnoticed is that it can be concealed until it escalates into a problem. In contrast, physical health concerns are often visible early on. However, our society invests significant time and effort in maintaining physical health due to its conspicuous nature. While mental health has historically been associated with severe illness, fortunately, times are changing and there's a growing focus on preventative interventions. Athletes are wisely turning to mental performance coaches, like those at our agency, to equip themselves for the demanding life of a high-performance athlete. One of our agency's foundational verses state, do you know that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? So run in such a way as to get the prize, 1 Corinthians 9.24. And this reminds us that there is a difference on how we compete. And at Bullish Drive, we understand training our minds to complement the game and the performance is the difference maker. Our guest today will shed light on how trainers are incorporating specific practices to enhance focus and presence. If you've been tuning into our podcast for a while, you already know the profound impact your mindset can have on your ability to compete. It's no longer possible to isolate the mental aspect of the game. If you aspire to perform at the level you dream of, it's absolutely vital to have a solid mental game plan. And with that said, I'm super stoked to invite the owner and founder of Sequoia Training Club, Michael Heller Chu, to the Bullish Drive podcast. Welcome to the show, man. It's good to catch up. Thanks so much, Jimmy. Thrilled to be on. And I'm so glad to see that you're uh, you're thriving as well. Tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got here, and, and why uh, your your uh, gym model. It's it's very unique. I've never run into a model quite like yours. So I'd love to hear just how you got to this point. So, uh, you know, I had a career outside of fitness um, uh, for the majority of my, my professional life. Um, and I was for about 15 years. Um, and uh, around 2017, I decided that I had had enough. Um, it was a great career and really interesting um, and gratifying, but uh, just was itching to do something different. Um, and so I actually went back to school um, and uh, studied uh, evolutionary anthropology, which was great. Um, but uh, that it, it was, wasn't great enough uh, to kind of keep me there uh, in that field, at least. And, um, you know, so I came back to uh, the U.S. I was out of the country. I came back to the U.S. And, uh, you know, I had always been interested in fitness, been active my whole life, played sports my whole life, was serious about lacrosse when I was younger, um, got really into martial arts, etc. And had, 
you know, always kind of flirted with the idea of, of you know, being in the fitness industry professionally. Um, so I thought I would dip my my uh, my toe in the water, uh, and I got certified as a personal trainer and uh, moved out to San Diego. Nice. And uh, you know, I had always only wanted to train part time, mm-hmm. um, just because I have uh, you know a few other things that are that are going on. And uh, so I, I started doing that in San Diego. Um, you know, and as I was looking for places to actually to be a trainer, um, I started go- going around to the the kind of the chain gyms, the commercial gyms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, went to a Lifetime, went to an Equinox, and you know they were like, "Yeah, come on, we'd love to have you on full time." I knew I didn't want to do that. And then they kind of explained the business model to me, and they were like, "You know, you're, you, you for much of the time you're going to be walking around the the gym floor, you know, talking to to clients, trying to interest them in personal training packages, you know." replacing weights on you know on the weight rack uh you know etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> right. uh, yeah and so i thought you know that's really not what i'm after here mm-hmm. um uh you know i i don't want to be bothering people who have their headphones in and are you know just trying mm-hmm. to do some back squats you know trying to trying to sell them personal training but it's not what i'm interested in mm-hmm. um and so i was really lucky to um walk into a place in san diego called work fitness w-e-r-k um, run by a guy named Armando Barajas, who's a great guy and, and, uh, and, uh, and has become a good friend and, and a colleague now. Um, and he ran a gym um, that was just for personal trainers and their clients, um, so exclu- exclusive to personal trainers. Kind of like a like a we work for mm. for personal trainers, right? Or like a hair salon. Um, you know, those are kind of the two the two oh, yeah. ways that I that I typically describe it, right? So, uh, as the gym owner, you know, you build the the salon and then you rent out chairs to, mm. to stylists. Mm. Um, and so that's exactly what Armando uh, does. Um, and, and I trained out of there for about two years. Um, and you know, it, it became clear to me that this was just such a great model uh, for so many reasons. You know, it allowed personal trainers to uh, essentially keep all the money that they make, right? Um, you know, whereas when you're a personal trainer at a, at a chain gym, you know, they're taking 60, 70% of what you're making. So that right. in the end, you know, you're just making a, you know, a relatively paltry wage um, mm-hmm. for the time that you're actually training clients. And the rest of the time you're walking around the floor as a salesperson, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or, or a janitor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. and, and that's no fun. Um, so it's great for the trainer. Uh, and from a business standpoint, it's great uh, for the for the owner uh, because it allows the owner to be kind of semi-absentee. Um, you know, you don't have to be in the gym all of the time because you have no members essentially, right? There's right. no towels and you know no refreshments. And you know, it's 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 a gym that's designed for training, mm-hmm. uh, and the trainers come and go as they please. They train how they please, um, when they want, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. I decided that I was going to open up my own uh, gym of that of that you know same nature. Um, I started looking in San Diego to do that. Uh, just uh, you know the property out there was first of all there wasn't a whole lot um, in terms of places to to you know to base a, a gym out of, and what I did find was really expensive. Um, so I made my way out to Dallas, uh, where I've kind of been in and out of for the past you know a couple decades. My folks live here actually. Um, and you know things are definitely more affordable here. Uh, business climate is actually really awesome in Dallas. Um, yeah. You know, from that standpoint, really a, an amazing place to be. 
and uh, yeah, you know, had a couple a couple places that uh, actually fell through the cracks. A couple really nice buildings that didn't work out for one reason or another, as is often the case in commercial real estate, which I think you probably know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I found one uh, which which did work, and, and that's where I'm at currently. And uh, we've been open since March, mm-hmm. and uh, we're cracking along. I've got 12 trainers in here now. And uh, I'm loving it. We're doing great. And, uh, you know, working with trainers, you know, we spend a lot of time with trainers, helping them to develop their business. Mm. Uh, and, and it's a lot of fun and, and very gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I actually like that that comparison of like kind of a salon, you know, you're you're renting out, you know, chairs, like you said. So I can imagine when you're working with trainers, um, they, they bring their own clientele in, kind of like a salon, correct? Right, um, exactly. So so what's kind of the skill levels you see? Is it mostly like young athletes coming in, professionals, college? What What's kind of the level that comes through there? Uh, in terms of the clients? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so you see everything. You know, um, let's see, we had a professional uh, soccer player in here uh, just uh, earlier this week. Um, you know, and we get, uh, you know, folks who are, who are extremely deconditioned, um, mm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, right off the couch, Xbox, you know, the whole nine. Um, and, uh, I, I would say that probably makes up, if not the majority, uh, definitely a decent segment of the folks who come through here. And then, you know, the rest are, are, are kind of, um, you know, folks who are either training for a particular event, like a wedding or a tough mutter or a triathlon. Oh, sure. And then people who just realize that they just need to keep moving to stay healthy and, and yeah. you know, don't love going to the gym maybe. Mm-hmm. So probably won't do it on their own unless they're paying for it. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I, I love how the first event you said was wedding. You know, yeah, you know, like yeah, there's a lot stuff like that, and it's like wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great, great way to put it. Um, so you know, here we we dive into kind of mental resilience, mental skills. Um, what what have you been seeing, uh, just with your trainers and in your gym? Uh, how is mental performance uh, tied in with some of the physical training and aspects of of athletes that you're seeing? Oh man, well, I mean, I can tell you anecdotally from my own experiences as an athlete and, and as a trainer that it's it's critical i mean mm-hmm. you know there the that that piece uh, you know personal training is a really interesting um kind of discipline for the the question that you're asking about sure um because you know most people who, who look for personal training and this is not all but but i would say that the great majority of people who are looking for trainers you know come in with a particular mindset already right mm-hmm. and you know i would say a lot of a lot of them are you know you, you can you can there are typologies of clients right you know there's mm-hmm. again people who are just preparing for an event and want to look great on the beach um that's not the majority of them you know the majority i would say are people who don't feel comfortable in the gym mm-hmm. they have never felt comfortable in a gym um who don't enjoy working out for one reason or another um who don't really know how to push themselves or feel uncoordinated etc and you know those are all kind of the species of the same kind of underlying mental and emotional state right which is that you know a lot of these folks have been kind of convinced over the course of their lives that you know they're not athletic Mm. um, they're not highly coordinated um you know, they, they don't have great stamina or endurance. Um, they're just not, not skilled 
uh, you know, in, in, from the standpoint of, of movement, etc. And and you know, with enough reinforcement, and and it doesn't always require that much, honestly. You know, sure. particularly if you've been told that at the right age, mm -hmm. um, you know, that that becomes a, a kind of an internal narrative that uh, you know it gets embedded very quickly, um, and and becomes very hard to to snap. Sure. And um, and so a lot of those people who come in here, a lot of folks who come in for personal training are people with that internal kind of dialogue, yeah. right? Which is, yeah. you know, I, I need a trainer because I just I'm lousy at this stuff, right? And so much of much of being a trainer is is addressing that. You know, the the, the good trainers know that, right? That mm -hmm. that you know, fifty percent of what you're doing is about addressing the 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 kind of that deprecating self-talk um you know mm. that that has led people to you in the first place and you know what's interesting is that when you do finally address that and you and you start to see people kind of you know iterate more a little bit more positively um you, you it's good from a business standpoint too i mean you would think that you know, as you as people become more confident in the gym and more confident about themselves and their their athletic ability, et cetera, that then they would just be like, all right, cool, and then move on. Not the case. You know, you 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 then become indispensable to that person because you become mm. far more than uh, somebody who who shows them proper form and and pushes them a little bit and counts intervals. You know what I mean? You become somebody who's been transformative in, in their lives and in the way that they kind of you move through the world. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, you know, not only deeply gratifying, but also incredibly instructive in terms of, you know, how 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 to deal with people's kind of cognitive and emotional patterns mm -hmm. uh, in respect of, of movement. Yeah, yeah, that's you're absolutely right. Uh, so so it almost sounds like your gym because uh, you're building up trainers, right? You're you're yep. pouring into them. So do, is there a part of kind of onboarding these uh, trainers for you that involves making sure that they have the mental preparation techniques and, and skills or how, how are you finding that and how do you encourage your trainers to look into that aspect of, of the sports and athletes? Yeah, there's different kind of classes or classifications rather of, mm -hmm. of clients. There are different classifications of trainers as well that come through here, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have some trainers who you know, charge $140 an hour, have all the clients that they want and are perfectly set and don't want to hear a word from me. And, yeah. and that's fine. And I mean, strictly from a business standpoint, that's great. It's very low maintenance and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and it's great to have them in here and have real professionals in here who know their craft and are doing it well and are being compensated, you know, in, in a way that they think is fair. And, that, and that's great. Mm -hmm. But you know, I also get some other some other types of trainers, and, and those are you know trainers who are let's say coming from chain gym, you know, like the ones I, I mentioned earlier, who are coming and maybe don't have a huge clientele, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so they need some help developing their client base. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, but you know, maybe they're already confident walking around the gym floor. They're confident in helping their 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 clients, you know, both from a physical and and kind of mental standpoint, and then. You know, there are other trainers who are like recently certified, um, uh, you know, or have been certified for a while, but never really done it or done it casually or only trained their friends and family, et cetera. Uh, and these are the ones who, you know, I, I, I'm able to kind of most influence sure. uh, because they're looking for help, right? They're looking mm -hmm. for assistance. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I always stress to them that, you know, this, this kind of underlying emotional state and, and the kind of the, the you know, the, the cognitive, you know, processes that, that flow from it, mm-hmm. um, are as important to address as, as anything else, you know, both from a business standpoint, as well as a, as, as an actual training standpoint, mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, I can give you an example of each. I mean, you know, when somebody tells you that they only, you know, want to train once a week, you know, why is that, you know, yeah. what's, what's, what's underlying that, you know, uh, sometimes it's money, but not always, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's an expensive thing to have a personal trainer, but a lot of times it's people who, who are, you know, have just made it, you know, over the, the hump enough to kind of see daylight, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and and make the decision to get to the gym to see a trainer but like all they can really stomach is the idea of doing it once a week you know and it's and it's helping them helping trainers to understand that there are still these these anxieties these apprehensions mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. probably come from years and years of conditioning right and being mm-hmm. told a particular thing and helping the trainer to actually be able to see that and identify it and assess it and and help clients get past it is good from a business standpoint um because it well well it gets you know clients in more regularly mm-hmm. um, from a, an actual training standpoint what, what ultimately matters um, is uh, you know it, it's so evident on the floor I mean you know you see trainers um, you know who are helping you know their clients to, to, to actually perform better in so many different ways um, you know I, I work with with some of my trainers to you know talk to them about visualization which is can be so powerful for people you know both in kind of from a long-term perspective, mm-hmm. like where do you see yourself six months from now? Let's try to get there. Um, or also in the next 60 seconds, right? right? See yourself on top of that plyo box. You think you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, people, so many people, so you see them walk up to the plyo box and they go to jump and they just like, they'll turn around and never do it. And then you, you, know, you tell them, just see yourself on it. See that boom, right up, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, so I do that with my own clients. I see trainers doing that. Um, you know, I've seen, uh, I, I get, I tell trainers to one of the things that I tell my own clients is I tell, you know, I tell them to make the decision to just make a decision that you're going to do it. That's all this is, you know, you think you can't sprint that, you know, that, that 55 foot long track again, or push the sled down there. You mm-hmm. think you can't, but just make a decision to do it. And then as soon as you tell them that it's like, you see the switch gets flipped and boom, they go, um, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I, you know, give my trainers, some of my trainers, the ones that I ask for help, you know, that same cue, tell your trainer, tell your clients to make the decision, right. Or to mm. see themselves there. It's, it's as simple as that. As soon as yeah. they, they, you know, they know that actually making a decision, deciding to do something enables them to do it. It, it gets them past this kind of this, this, you know, this mental hurdle, you know, or opens this door that 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 existed in its place before, and they don't know that it's that easy to actually mm-hmm. get through it, right? All they have to do is decide to walk through it. So, you know, that, this is a lot of the stuff that I go over with some of the trainers in here. Yeah, I love that, man. That just just hearing you like pumps me up. It's like that decision ah, that, nice. that's cool. getting control back, right? Right. That's, that's what we want to work with with athletes that that feel like they're fighting against so many things like it's really like you said visualizing it and making the choice right this is your journey right it's your journey so get after it nobody else can bring that to you um so i love that now there's so many directions i could go um but something you said 
that I think would be really important just to talk a little bit for those who are aspiring um, to get into the professional athletic world in general is that anxiety. How important is it for young athletes to um, acknowledge and address and, and really process uh, past athletic trauma or anxiety in general? How, how important is that for athletic um, success? Yeah, God, I, I think it's I think it's primordial. You know, mm. I mean, it's it's first order stuff. Yeah, um, you know, that anxiety. I mean, particularly with all the research that was coming out, just in terms of how that affects us physiologically and mm -hmm. and, and, and emotionally and cognitively. I mean, you know, anxiety is it's a it's a killer. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it destroys it destroys performance. It destroys you know it brings about negative emotions and negative iterations, and it's just so bad for us on so many levels. So. You know, I I think anxiety affects you know athletes affects uh, you know people looking to just perform better generally in, in very much the same ways that it does in somebody in the office who's who's dealing with too much work, right? And I mean, it's you know the, the all of the the kind of hormonal and biochemical stuff that 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 comes from you know that comes from chronic anxiety. Um, is is completely debilitating, and so I think it's I think it's critical. Um, you know. I definitely do. I, I find that breath work helps a lot with, uh, mm. you know, with clients here. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough, Jimmy, to have come across, uh, you know, Buddhism, uh, you yeah. know, X number of years ago. I, I think probably about a decade ago, I started kind of really looking into it seriously. Um, mm. And, you know, what it's done for me from that standpoint has been absolutely life changing. Um, and, and it has in, enhanced my own physical performance and, and the way I go about life in general. Um, and I see that, you know, that same thing happen with, with athletes who are able to really wrap their arms around, you know, anxiety and, and, and the apprehensions that they carry around. Um, because, you know, if, if you don't, you know, there's always something percolating right below the mm -hmm. surface, right? And yeah. it's, and, it, and if you don't address it, it will continue to, to be there, right? And it will never cool down. It will always continue to dog you. You'll always feel it. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 it's, it's just so, so critical to address from the standpoint of performance, but ultimately for the rest of your life. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the earlier, the better, the, the more, you know, you, you let a little bit of, you know, sunlight onto, you know, those, those dark corners of your, your mind and mm. your emotional state, you know, the better your performance is going to be in all aspects of your yeah. life. And that's one of the things we really see here too, you know, in terms of our clients and, and you know, the folks who are working with our trainers is that, you know, the improvements that they make in terms of how to to a client's life in terms of how they address a particular exercise here mm -hmm. is directly translatable to you know how they go about a particular thing in yeah. their normal lives yeah that's good with some of these trends like you mentioned there's now research out there, there's people really looking into this mental health how how is that shifting for the future trends of like mental performance coaches being directly uh working with athletes we have a handful of athletes in our agency right now that's going moving into the college scene mm -hmm. right and uh there's there's new mental performance expectations there um what what do you see um from the trainer point of view as you're training athletes to move between these different areas of their lives what the mental performance scene is in those different areas is it becoming more popular uh, I, well i would say yes definitely mm -hmm. um 
you know, uh, what what I see is a lot uh, a lot greater recognition of that, particularly from the trainers, right? You know, they're、mm. putting a lot more emphasis on、uh, on kind of the whole organism, right, rather than just kind of the Musculoskeletal, right? right you know, it's, right. it's about the the whole thing, and, and you know, people's approach to training is becoming much more comprehensive, much more holistic.、Hmm. I, I will say, particularly amongst women trainers, amongst female trainers,、okay. um, they they seem to grasp that in in a much much more easily.、Hmm. Uh, you know, I, it makes sense to me. I guess you know. I mean, I think that women. By and large, are much less afraid of their emotions and much、yeah. less willing to to kind of grapple with them and, and and try to improve them and talk about them, you know. And historically, guys, at least in the West, you know, have been a little bit more reluctant to do that. Yeah.、Um, yeah. So, so I do see it, but you know, that, that's not to say that it's not addressed by by guys. Ever, you know, that's that's not the case. I mean, there are definitely a bunch of guys who are. Who approach it and through through different means, you know what I mean? Like、mm. I have a, you know, one 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 trainer here who's got、uh, like every certification known to man, but you know he and he approaches some of this stuff through、um, through breath work,、uh, you know, through cold plunges, you know,、oh, through、yeah. sauna, yeah, and and so he kind of, you know. He realizes all of the benefits that come in the areas that you're talking about in terms of mental preparedness, in terms of mental health, etc.,、um, that come from you know different types of of protocols that, on the face of it, seem very bodily, but、mm. are are far more than that. Hmm, it's good. It's good. No, no. If an athlete is searching out, seeking out, if they listen to this podcast, they're like, "Man, I want a mental performance coach."、Um, is a hybrid more effective, or should there be two separate people kind of doing your physical side and your mental performance side? What What are your thoughts on that?、Mm, that's a really good question.、Um, you know, I I think if you can find somebody who is who is able to do both、mm-hmm. as effectively as you would find two people. Doing it independently,、uh, obviously, I think that would be ideal because you have somebody who's got a, you know, a, a very privileged, very unique、uh, insight into you as as a, as a, like a whole organism, right? Yeah. And from yeah. The, from the, a movement standpoint, but also from a you know, a, I guess a, a psychic standpoint as well.、Um, I, I I think it based on what I've seen、uh, that that. That's like you know those people are unicorns. You know what I mean? They're, those、yeah. are pretty challenging people to find. But not to say that they're not out there,、mm-hmm. uh, but I think they're challenging to find. I think if you're not able to to find that one individual who's you know really got a their their arms around both elements,、um, I think that you know getting the two people independently and and ensuring that they are communicating well and talking to one another and really having a robust. Discussion on you know, regular intervals is is probably the best approach. Yeah, yeah, kind of kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, but, I think so. Yeah, but like you said, unicorns for sure. I I find、um, one reason why we start our agency is is because we do find、um, you're either one or the other, right? You're either a coach that wants to do mental performance but doesn't have like the psych background, or you're on the other end where you're like a therapist who likes sports, so they want to work with athletes, but rarely.、Right. Someone who's both, and、uh, we're blessed here to have that. They have,、oh, have both hybrid. Yeah, yeah. So, is there any last things、uh, you want to encourage trainers, new athletes、um, about mental performance, mental skills, or anything else you want to leave with? 
I, I think we covered it. I think we covered it. You know, I mean, just to just to kind of you know register the fact that you know you were you actually addressing this you know in, in such a kind of upfront kind of forthright way is just so critical um, for people not only to you know to to perform better and be more effective about what they're doing, but ultimately to live happier and more fulfilled lives. I mean, and ultimately that's really what it's about, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, we're, you know, we're, we're athletes for a time, but we're, you know, we're humans on, on this world and, you know, for for far longer. And, uh, you know, the way we, we, we feel about ourselves has a direct impact on how we relate to others and how we, uh, you know, what, what our role is in this world. So, uh, thanks for, for addressing this. Thanks for coming on. If, if you're a trainer and athlete looking for a gym, check out Sequoia Training Club. How do you reach you? Is, is there a website uh, or? Yeah, there's a website, uh, which is uh, our, our uh, initials, stcgyms.com, uh, or they can find us on Instagram at Sequoia Training Club. Thanks, brother, for hopping on the show today. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Jimmy. And if you want to learn more about mental performance coaching, check us out at www.bullishtribe.com. We appreciate you joining us this week. We'll see you next week. And always remember, it starts with you and your destiny is waiting. Peace.